Hi, this is Jim Brangenberg, the host of the I Work For Him radio show. Thanks for listening to the I Work For Him podcast, where we discuss our workplace as our mission field. The live version of our show can be heard each weekday afternoon at 3 p.m. Eastern on AM 570 and 910 WTBN, locally in the Tampa Bay area, and worldwide on the web at letstalkfaith.com or iHeartRadio. Our website, iWorkForHim.com, has great resources on how you can learn about how your workplace can be your mission field. And also check out the sponsors that bring you the radio show each and every day. And while you're there on I Work For Him, click on the I Work For Him Nation flag and prayerfully consider joining the I Work For Him Nation. Join thousands around the globe praying for their coworkers and employees by name each and every day. That's IWorkForHim.com. I Work, the number four, Him.com. Remember, your workplace is your mission field, and in that mission field, you may be the only Jesus your coworkers and employees may ever meet. Thanks again for listening. I hope this broadcast will make an impact on your life so that you'll never look at your workplace the same again. Let's get to today's show. You've tuned into the fastest one hour in Christian talk radio, and today will be no different than any other. We will challenge you, we will encourage you, and we will equip you to be better ready. That's not really great English, but this is radio. You'll be better prepared today to learn to take what you learn on Sunday and Apply it to what you're doing Monday through Friday in the nine to five, whatever your workplace may be, whatever it may be, what maybe you're a stay at home mom with a, with a half a dozen kids. That's probably the hardest job out there. Or maybe you are a U.S. Senator, or maybe you are a mechanic or an engineer, or you're a teacher or a fireman or a police officer. It doesn't matter what you do. Your workplace it's your mission field. And in that mission field, you and me, we may be the only Jesus our coworkers and employees ever meet. You've heard me say it many times that I'd love for you to join the I Work For Him Nation so that we can start making an impact on our workplace. And really, it's all about, can they feel the love? Because Jesus loved people right where they were at before he challenged them to walk away from their sin. First, he showed them there, there could be relationship with their Heavenly Father. Then he called them out of their sin. I work for him. Join the nation. Go to iworkforhim.com and click on the flag and find out what it means to join the I Work For Him nation. Become a member by praying for your coworkers and employees by name each and every day. Look for ways to serve those that you work alongside. Look for ways to befriend them so you've got an opportunity to develop a serious relationship with them. Look for ways to pray with them. When you see that they're having a rough day, but all along, be a person of excellence in your workplace because excellence is what draws attention to our Heavenly Father. We're talking today about Love 2020. We've got Kathy Branzell with us on the line, and she'll be with us all day, and we've got a couple of people joining us. Kathy, welcome back to I Work For Him. Hey, thanks for having me back. You know, it's so exciting. The Love 2020 thing is so exciting, but first, I want people to hear a little of your story because you've been through a fair amount of adversity the last 14 years, and I think... People just need it because you're one of the you're you're a super bubbly person, positive person. Yet your life has been ridiculously difficult from my perspective. Why don't you share a little bit about what the Lord's been doing the last few fourteen years? Well, um, it, it it really started about twenty three years ago um, when I was diagnosed with a brain tumor. Uh, my son was born in July, and I was diagnosed in November. And uh, then we went on this fourteen year, fourteen and a half year journey of uh, various um, uh, 
trying to be in different tests, you know, different chemotherapies that were just out in the testing field trying to um, beat this tumor that kept growing. We were able to shrink it down a little, but uh, it would go into remission for a while and then come back and all sorts of uh, manifested itself in all sorts of different ways, including losing my short-term memory for a good uh, um, chunk of just over a year. So that was an adventure, but uh, I, I was miraculously healed uh, at a time when things were not going well at all and doctors were ready to just say there's nothing more we can do. Um, and then shortly after that, just uh, less than a year after I was healed, our son was diagnosed with a very rare blood cancer. Um, gratefully, he just uh, graduated from Oral Roberts University not too long ago, and uh, he, he is doing well, but it has been quite the adventure with Jesus. And how did that, I mean, that's pretty significant adversity. And we, t- you know, there are people listening today that have been through adversity like that. They've, they've fought with cancer. Some of them have lost loved ones to cancer. Some of them have, have family members that are, that are, that are uh, dealing with the repercussions of being uh, treated for cancer. How did that impact your relationship with our Heavenly Father? You know, it's where it just struck me right here as you said the word adversity. Well, that rhymes with university, and and just really kind of life is Jesus's university uh, for us to know Him better, to trust Him more, and to share Him. And that was really the approach um, that was put in my heart. And then, as my son was diagnosed as a junior in high school, he said, "Mom, I believe that God allowed you to have cancer to teach me how to have cancer," and we used it as a mission field. We used it for uh, God to teach us him, to cry out to him, and also to teach other people to minister to us. It taught other people how to be a blessing. And so wherever we were, we were either giving or getting. And that is a great way to go through life. It is. a great. What a great privilege to just be able to say, for your son to be able to say, Mom, I think you went through cancer so you can help me go through cancer. Yeah. That's rough. It, it probably made it feel a little bit better, but still it's like, Lord, could you find another way? <laughs> exactly. Be a, hey, before we come to the break, I'd love for you to just, let's introduce Love 2020, because this yes. movement is going to take over the United States of America. That's great. Um, Love 2020 uh, is just this initiative of the Mission America Coalition, uh, and what we want is for every person in America to experience the authentic love of Jesus Christ given to them through a Christ follower living out a prayer care share lifestyle. And it's an now easy thing. Don't say thing. that prayer care share. You say that prayer care share thing so quick because you're used to saying it. Yes, it's just, prayer care share. We can unpack that. Yes, we will definitely unpack yes. that. So when you look at that in the workplace, whatever that workplace may be, uh, it's what we're trying to do is impact. And I work for him as joined in this movement. What we're trying yes. to do is... It's just we're trying to bring what really what the I work for him nation pledges is really what I work or what what love 2020 is trying to do. Let's touch those people that we work with with an authentic touch of Christ through our lives. How cool is that? That's it. That's the way to live. Find out more about love 2020 online. Love2020.com. 
Think you can remember that one? How about love2020.com? What's the Love 2020 all about? You're going to hear about that all day long. Love2020.com. And joining Kathy today is Chuck Bryant. Chuck is with an organization called Pinnacle Forum. You'll remember earlier this month we had an interview with the leader, one of the leaders from Pinnacle Forum. And we've got Chuck on here just to talk about how why Pinnacle Forum has joined in this movement to impact America. Hey, Chuck, let's just start as I do with every guest. Welcome to I Work For Him. I would love to hear how Christ is impacting your life today. How did you become a Christ follower, Chuck? Well, I was lucky enough to be born into a family uh, that's a long line of Christ followers. My mom and dad uh, are, and my grandparents, all four, were. Um, And as far as I know, that goes back several generations beyond that. So, it's, uh, you know, it was it was my good fortune. So as you've gotten older, older, you got connected with the Pinnacle Forum. Talk about Pinnacle Forum and why that why you were attracted to that organization to become part of a part of Pinnacle Forum. OK, well, backing up just a bit. Sure. Um, I'm not living under the delusion that I was born a Christian. I was just born into a family of believers and uh, early on, uh, as a child, became a follower myself and have walked that my entire life. Mm, that's fantastic. Very blessed so, to be able to do that. Yeah, yeah. Lucky me, or blessed me. Maybe God knew that uh, if he didn't intervene in my life early on, I didn't have a chance. I don't know. Mm. <laughs> that could that could be it could be there's many people that have that well not that they didn't have a chance it's just that you'd have a, a lot of uh your life would be full of other examples to give people of what not to do and you've got that opportunity to not have to have those examples exactly well said so how did well how did the lord then move you to pinnacle form through your career well Toward the end of my business, uh, I met the CEO of Pinnacle Forum. His name was Ralph Palman. He died last spring. But this is about 10 years ago, and he came to Modesto and introduced Pinnacle Forum to a group of guys from my church. And uh, two of us took the bait and ran with it and uh, saw what it could do for for our community and for leaders in our community. Um, Over the last 10 years, we've set up 10 different forums in Modesto, and we've got leaders from government and business and education and arts and entertainment and media and all the the spheres of culture involved in about 10 different forums around Modesto with about 100 different people. So it's been been quite successful, and it's it's given... um, the men and women in Modesto, a, a place to share uh, confidentially what's going on in their lives. Uh, it's lonely out there for Christian leaders, uh, especially in a culture that's becoming more and more antagonistic to Christianity. And uh, this gives them a place where they can discuss um, what's going on in their lives with other leaders from other spheres and other businesses. Um, and it's uh, the relationships that have been built have been, uh, by what everybody tells me, deeper than anything they've ever experienced. So, 
That's great. And I love the way you, you use the word leader because we, we've talked on the air many times recently where leaders are truly people that have influence over others. And so it does. they don't necessarily have to be the CEO or the president of a business. They can be an influencer. And there are a lot of people that aren't CEOs or business managers or business owners that are, in fact, influential leaders. And But we just have to learn that ourselves. So how did you – you're the board chairman for the Pinnacle Forum, Correct. Yes, I am. So how did you get aligned with the Love 2020 movement? What moved you guys to take Pinnacle Form and align it alongside Love 2020? Well, it was an, it's a natural fit, but over time um, I met um, Rick Kondishi out of Wisconsin, and he talked about it, and I run into and, and made acquaintances with Ford Taylor out of Cincinnati, and, and, of course, he talks about it a lot. And then I was at a... a Leaders Conference in Fresno, California, and met Paul Cedar. Um, and subsequent to that, we started a, a forum, a chapter of forums in the Palm Springs area where Paul lives. So it seems like the two go hand in hand, and the idea of of teaching people how to uh, show the love of God in the workplace. Um, when you're talking to leaders from the workplace is especially uh, meaningful. So they just, it's just, it seems like a hand in glove um, to me, to us. So by joining together, and I know there's lots of organizations coming alongside the Love 2020 movement, what is it that you think the synergies between the Pinnacle Forum and Love 2020 and Mission America, who's coordinating a lot of this, what do you think those synergies will bring about that wouldn't happen had you guys not joined forces? Well, that's an interesting question. You know, there's um, there's been too many uh, organizations that have siloed themselves such that they limit their effectiveness because they only work with each other and the, with, with the people that they know. And they're, they're tight-fisted about their email lists and they, and they don't share information. Um, Lance Walden now talks about a force multiplier um, I believe that we can be a lot more effective working together uh, than we can working individually. So that it just makes sense to to cooperate. And, and Kathy, that's got to make you exciting. Uh, make you excited because that is exactly what this is all about. Yeah, it really does. And and for me, I just picture millions of people getting up every day and being excited to go to work, to love going to work because there's purpose in their work so much more than just going and earning a paycheck or going and making a name for themselves or climbing some corporate ladder that when that alarm goes off every morning, their first thought is I get to go serve and share Jesus in my workplace today. And that'll that'll keep you from hitting the snooze right there. That's, that's for sure. Hey, we're talking about Love 2020 today on iWorkRam. You can find out more about Love 2020 online at love2020.com. We've got Chuck Bryant from the Pinnacle Forum. The Pinnacle Forum is one of the organizations that has joined the movement and said, hey, we want to be part of this. And Kathy Branzell, she's the national director, national coordinator for the Love 2020 movement. Chuck, as you consider Love 2020, what 
and the impact on the workplace and the marketplace where you came from, where you've, you're now at the board chair of the Pinnacle Forum, but from the place where you've come from, can you imagine, does it get you excited when you think about the impact the Love 2020 is going to have on the workplace? Oh, sure it does, and especially for our niche of that. Um, I, as a business owner, uh, I, I was always wishing that I could somehow um, mobilize the Christians that worked for me to to be more loving, to share their faith, to not be like the rest of the world uh, around my other employees. Um, and, and the tools really didn't exist. But Love 2020 in the workplace sphere uh, encourages everybody in the, in the marketplace, which is 90% of our population, to see their 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 vocation or their jobs as a as a place of ministry, and our subset of that is the people who lead those businesses, those government offices, and if we can get them engaged, showing the love of Christ, uh, it's going to be especially effective. Mm-hmm. Yeah, boy, I, I and all I I can see this wave coming from both coasts, from the north and the south, as we as we unify marketplace and workplace ministries, as we as we unify churches and these ministries to come alongside and say, okay, forget about our boundaries, let's just bring Jesus to the people. I think that's okay. what he had in mind. Chuck, last question for you: Why do you think our listeners should get involved in the Love Twenty Twenty movement? You know, we're. We're not given the option of sharing Christ's love. That's an imperative. And the Bible says that people will know we're Christians by our love. And increasingly, uh, the world wants to muzzle the things that we say, but they can't muzzle. Uh, There can't be laws against us acting in a loving way. And we're, when we're acting differently than the rest of our culture, we're going to stick out. And people are going to ask, what is it about you that's so different? I think the encouragement that Love 2020 gives to do just that um, is just, it's just a reminder to people that, look, I need, to be, I need to be loving all the time. I need to be measuring what I do and the way I treat my fellow workers and the way I treat my employees by this standard. And I, I think Love 2020 is, is a great goal. Um, I think it's a, it's a great opportunity to, uh, to align with an organization that would just remind me that this is how I need to be living my life as an employee or as an employer. That's fantastic. Love that summary. Chuck Bryant, thanks so much for calling in from the Pinnacle Forum today to talk about Love 2020. Go out to love2020.com and join the movement. This is a movement that Jesus started over 2,000 years ago. And he said, hey, join me in this. Spread my love across the world. Touch lives with the love that has touched you. Remember, I touched people with love first, not with judgment. That's what Love 2020 is all about. It's not to say that we don't tell people and call them out of their sin and recognize the fact of where their brokenness came from, but it is an opportunity for us to spread the love of Christ and love people where they're at and then call them to Christ. We've got on the line with us today, Kathy Branzell. She's the National Coordinator for Love 2020. Kathy, as Chuck shared from his heart, uh, and Chuck being the board uh, president, board chairman from Pinnacle Forum, I just love the way you summarize it. 
you know, what's going on there in Modesto? It sounds pretty cool. I mean, yeah, I am so appreciative of Chuck being with us today. Uh, Pinnacle Forum is an amazing organization that brings people together to be able to be transparent um, together and to share in God's Word and to pray for one another, to care for one another, and, and to kind of equip each other to go out into their workplace and share the love and message of Jesus Christ. And Pinnacle Forum has met that need um, for just thousands and thousands of uh, workplace people across the nation. And so I appreciate Chuck and also for what's going on in Modesto. Uh, just just what he was saying, so many of the different areas of cultural influence, some people call them uh, the seven mountains or the seven spheres, but a lot of people in Modesto involved in Love 2020 in all the different areas of cultural influence. So uh, you could do dozens of shows on what's going on in Modesto. So I'm just grateful to Chuck for, for joining us today. Well, maybe you got to hook me up with some uh, leaders there Absolutely. in Modesto. So, you know, is, do they have any people in the government there involved, like mayors or council members or uh, we we have a school board president uh there's there's several people so uh, maybe we could have a love modesto day yeah that would be that would be cool because i mean as as ideas as people hear faith testimonies from across the country they're all encouraged to start the same thing in their community and that's what we're trying to do we're, we're trying to let people know hey here's what somebody else is doing you can join it you can do your own because some things are just reproducible uh, we've had sh- shows on lots of different ministries where they're not necessarily in your local community but they're coming or you can bring yeah. them so right. let's talk about love 2020 uh, and i know we got people just tuning in right now uh, let's just review again where did where did the idea of love 2020 come from Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a simple, Sorry, great Sunday you. school answer. Plain Very good. Simple, Jesus said, love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And the same as the second is the same as it. Love your neighbor as yourself. And, and you know, then whether they were testing him or just wanting to make sure that they got it all right, you know, who is my neighbor? And uh, Jesus pretty much summed it up that it's our dear ones and our near ones that it's the people that are in your family that he puts in your path or that he puts on your heart. And, and so that's what Love 2020 is all about, that every day along the way throughout our day, we can give people the love of Jesus Christ and share his message. That's what Love 2020 is all about. We're talking with Kathy Branzell. She is the national coordinator for the Love 2020 movement. We're talking about a movement that is going to be like a tidal wave across the country. Because when you truly love people unconditionally, as Jesus described in the story of the Good Samaritan, this is the call. This is the kind of love that Jesus said, hey, love your neighbor as yourself. Well, what do you, somebody said, well, who's your neighbor? Well, let me tell you a neat little story. Okay. And he tells the story of the Good Samaritan, which everybody pretty much knows something about that story because people like they have Good Samaritan laws in every state, every mm-hmm. state. So, but that's what we're just talking about bringing the love of Christ, a genuine touch of Christ to each and every person in their workplace across the nation by the end of 2020. Kathy, you mentioned in the first segment all about, we're, we're talking about a, a prayer, a prayer, care, share moment or movement. Yeah. I mean, I, I, you, you guys just describe it because I got to get, I got to get your words down, but what, what do you, what do you mean? Prayer, care, share. So that's the lifestyle that we really um, want to help promote and equip um, 
every Christ follower with, to understand that it all has to begin with prayer, that life has to be saturated in prayer. Um, And that's what prepares us. That's what strengthens us. That's what opens our eyes and our heart to the needs around us, the people around us, uh, draws us in a deeper relationship with Jesus Christ. And so uh, before everything and in everything, prayer. Okay, so let's dig into that because let's be practical today. Let's help people really understand, what do you mean when you say prayer? Okay, because I pray. Yeah, I mean, you're talking about pretty specific prayer. What do do you mean? What's what's the kind of movement of prayer that you're calling on I Work For Him listeners and people across the nation who are are in their workplace, whatever that workplace may be? What do you mean? Uh, So this is perfect timing. If you go to love2020.com and you click on Kathy's blog, the, there is uh, the the week this week of October uh, the week of October 14th. There's a blog on there about prayer for your workplace. And it's called Worship While You Work, and there's just dozens and dozens of ideas of how you can pray as you're beginning your workday, getting ready for your workday, driving to your workday, and just really how you can um, just be in constant conversation. That's what prayer is. Prayer is a conversation with God. Just it can be anything from, wow, the, the leaves are turning. What a what a what an amazing creator you are. That is just beautiful. Thank you to help. You know, in decision making, in conversations that you're uncomfortable in, in opportunities to share His love as you hear a need, uh, whatever it is, it's a conversation. You are stopping to get wisdom. Or give thanks, well, and, and um, uh, that's deep prayer. Uh, and I don't. I hate. I'm sorry, I interrupted you, but I'm glad that your your blog that you wrote a couple weeks ago is so hot on your heart from October 14th. That's fantastic, and I love the fact that people go to Love 2020 and click on Kathy's blog and see all the blogs that you're writing out there. Mm-hmm. But when you know, one of the things that I like to challenge the, anybody that's in the workplace is to start praying for the people they work alongside by name. Yep. And, and at first, you're like, "But what do I pray about?" I'm like, "I don't know." Just start praying for him. Whatever it may be, just start, just say, Lord, just give me an opportunity to be a friend to him today. Give me an opportunity to serve him today. But what I did in the workplace, what I have done in the workplace is, okay, I'll start praying for somebody. And then two, three weeks down the road, I'll I'll say, hey, you know what? I've been praying for you, but I'd really like to pray specific. Is there anything specifically I can pray about for you? And people look at you and they go, what? Well, (laughs) and you know what? Eventually they all, they always have an answer. And sometimes, very rarely do I get blown off. Very rarely. People are like, well, you could pray about this. And sometimes you get the sarcastic answer, yep, I want to win the lottery. And I'm like, yeah, I don't think that's a prayer God wants to answer because he doesn't want your life to be destroyed. So, uh, and that is an answer I've given a couple of times. People are like, ah, I want to win the lottery. Okay, (laughs) so that's that prayer prayer life. Now talk about care life, the care lifestyle. What do you mean? Right, So, so we were just made to care for one another. And so what is it that you, you know somebody needs in your workplace? Hopefully you've developed relationships. Uh, hopefully you uh, grab coffee or lunch or you have conversations before and after meetings or even during meetings. You know, people reveal things about what's going on in their life and their family, with their kids, with their marriages, with their parents. Uh, you know, whatever it is. And those are prayer prompts for you, but they're also opportunities for for care. You talked about my cancer uh, earlier in the show. 
And my husband was working those 14 and a half years that I was fighting a brain tumor. And people from his workplace, you know, would call, can we bring over a meal? Can we come uh, get the kids for a little while and, and have them hang out with our kids? Hey, we're uh, ordering Chinese. Can we order something for you? So it wasn't even that they had to cook for us necessarily, but they were just letting us know, hey, we know you guys are going through something significant. We care. How can we show it? Have 14 years. You keep saying that number like, wow. After a yeah. while, your friends are like, I don't know what to do with you anymore. You're still sick. You still got an yeah. issue. I mean, that must have been really, really tough. Okay, so we've covered uh, we've covered prayer. We've covered care. When we're next up, we've got Darren Shearer calling him from Highbridge Books and Theology of Business. We're going to talk about why he's joined the Love 2020 movement. Then we come back in the final segment. We'll talk about share. If we're doing the prayer lifestyle and the care lifestyle, what does the share lifestyle look like? Kathy, you ready for that conversation? I'm ready. All right, Darren, as we jump on the call, as Kathy and I uh, have been talking about Love 2020, Kathy Branzell, who's the national coordinator for Love 2020, Darren Shearer, you've got Highbridge Books, you've got Theology of Business. Talk to me about, before we get to what you, why you decided to join this movement, how has Christ been making an impact in your life? What has he been doing to impact the intimate details of your life recently? Well, I mean, being a part of this Love 2020 uh, mission has really caused me to just think bigger about the work that I'm doing. And, you know, I, a, a good principle for life is to think about big things while you're doing little things. And just knowing that I'm a part of a movement that's reaching 156 million workplace Christians by 2020 is pretty exciting, you know. And, and when you're w- working on your accounting, you're working on in my case, editing books and doing marketing and things like that, it provides a whole new outlook on all of that. I like that. It's very good, and and it's impacting what you're doing on a day to day. But ha- give me some specifics on how you how it's impacted how you walk through the day because you're dealing with authors. You're 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 pr- helping produce books. You also have a lot of traffic on your website, Theology of Business. How is it? How has it changed how you look at your day to day? Well, what I've discovered is that my my work is all about making disciples, and it's about revealing what Jesus looks like. And and so every interaction with a client, every interaction with a customer, I've, I've come to understand that Jesus expects that he's going to be revealed in that situation. And so it's, you know, like Paul said, no longer I live, but Christ who lives in me. And so now I can't just kind of default to the old Darren and and let Darren just kind of handle the situation however Darren's flesh kind of wants to. But what does Jesus look like in this situation? And that's been revolutionary for me, and it really does affect everything that I do. So you've got a publishing company, Highbridge Books, and you've got this great website, which has inspired thousands, tens of thousands of people across the nation called Theology of Business. Talk to me about Highbridge Books. What is really your ideal customer at Highbridge Books? So Highbridge Books is the sponsor for Theology of Business, and what what Highbridge Books does is provides professional book publishing services for inspiring thought leaders. And we're not just talking about Christian living books. You know, C.S. Lewis said, we don't need more Christian books, we need more books written by Christians on other subjects. And so one of the core subjects that this company focuses on are business books. And so... uh, 
books that are written by Christians from a biblical Christ-centered worldview. And so a few of those, as the one you just promoted, The Marketplace Christian, uh, Marketing Like Jesus. Uh, of course, Dr. Jim Harris has a wonderful book titled Our Unfair Advantage and Unleashing the Power of the Holy Spirit in Your Business. And so uh, these are the types of books that we're really wanting to publish. And certainly we do publish other books on other topics, such as uh, family issues and Christian living books, devotional books. Uh, but, but really what we're trying to do is make an impact in the culture through this company. And you can't just do that by writing just for Christians. You really need to write books that are going to make an impact uh, in, in the culture. I agree. I love that. You've said that. You said that line before on a show, and I love that. Thanks for reminding me about that line by C.S. Lewis. Okay. How did you hear about Darren Shear? How did you hear about Love 2020? So I interviewed... Ford Taylor on my podcast, The Theology of Business, and that was episode number two of the Theology of Business podcast. And so we did an interview on a biblical model of business leadership. And so that was the first I had been referred to Ford by uh, John Ramstead, who has the Eternal Leadership podcast, and has become a wonderful friend. And and so Ford had come to town because Love 2020 was having a meeting actually in Houston where I live. And so it was just super convenient and really, I think, providential as far as I'm concerned that they were having this meeting uh, with a workplace focus of the, and I didn't know what Love 2020 was. I didn't know what, uh, I, I had heard about Lausanne and, and some of the things that have been going on that, you know, Billy Graham kind of originated, uh, but I didn't understand really what they were trying to do until I went to that meeting and, you know, saw that there were guys like Oz Hillman and others that have really been uh, making an impact in the workplace for Christ. And uh, so that was, Ford Taylor was my introduction to Love 2020. So what excites you most about being involved in the Love 2020 movement and, and aligning hybrid books and theology of business together to be part of this movement along with hundreds of other organizations? What excites you most? Well, I think just the potential, really. I mean, because 85% of the Christian workforce is working in a for-profit company, and certainly have others, many others working in the social sector and the in the public sector, uh, but the potential is just really untapped. Uh, and and because we've been focused so much on doing church within the four walls, and kind of in the nonprofit model, but not realizing that, you know what. Those of us that are working in business, as an example, have a greater role than just make money to fund things, to fund true Christian work, uh, but that that right there in our workplace, that's where we're called to make disciples and make an impact for Christ. And just knowing the other organizations, you know, like Pinnacle Forum and Pure Flix Entertainment and um, Marketplace Leaders and, and others, it's, it's exciting just the level of influence that so many of these organizations have and just being able to do it collectively is very exciting. So what 
as but joining alongside, joining in the, the Love 2020 movement, what kind of synergies, what do you see that Highbridge Books and Theology of Business together bring to the Love 2020 movement? And, and what do you see those synergies multiply? What do you think is going to happen because you guys are getting involved? What's what's the extra added flavor? Because you said, nope, Lord, I'm all in. This is this is yours. Yeah. Well, one of the things I think is going to happen with Highbridge Books uh, is that we're going to start to publish more books on this subject of incorporating the Christian faith into the business world and into uh, the workplace and what that looks like on an everyday uh, basis, because that's where we spend about 60 to 70 percent of our waking hours. So, And, and then another kind of practical way is one of the things that I'm doing is helping churches to disciple their business people uh, for disciples so that they can then go and make disciples in the workplace. Because let's not expect our pastors to be the ones to go and disciple our coworkers. We need to be the one discipling our, our coworkers, our clients, our customers uh, by revealing what Jesus looks like in, in every situation. And, and so on a, on a kind of practical level, uh, my church is kind of a microcosm of that because uh, my pastor has really gotten excited about what God is doing in the workplace. And as you know, I have this spiritual gifts assessment, and the the pastoral staff have incorporated my assessment into kind of a new member's class, and they let me teach it, which gives me an opportunity to not only say, okay, you scored high in hospitality, now you need to be a greeter at the church, okay, you scored high in hospitality. Now, what does that look like in your workplace? How does that reveal Jesus in your workplace? And, of course, I have those examples, and and every day having more and more examples of what that looks like in a workplace setting. Um, But it's just very exciting to see churches getting a hold of this message as well. It is exciting, and it's a paradigm shift. As we talk in Romans 12, too, all the time about, hey, don't copy the behaviors and customs of this world, but let God transform you by, by, transform you by changing the way you think, by renewing exactly. your mind and changing the way you think. I mean, it's just such a – that's part of the process. Darren, speak to the listeners. Why should they get involved in Love 2020? Now, they don't own a business. These people are coming from all walks of life. Why should they get involved in Love 2020? What kind of an impact can they make? Well, I think to stay encouraged and to get encouraged and really have that paradigm shift about the way that you look at your workplace, not as just a place to make money, to provide for your family, but it's a place to carry out the Great Commission, which isn't just getting people to prayer prayer salvation, but it's actually to make disciples, to reveal what Jesus looks like. And and to hear the testimonies from other organizations, to see what other organizations are doing, because that's been a big thing lacking, is because we don't often hear it on Sunday morning. For example, when the pastor says who the you know great heroes of the Christian faith are, typically they're not business people or workplace people. They're you know the Billy Grahams and the D.L. Moody's or preachers, kind of pulpit ministers. Yes, they but are. in Love Twenty Twenty, you're going to get the testimonies of what it looks like to make disciples in your workplace. Darren Shearer with Highbridge Books. Find them online at highbridgebooks.com. That's highbridgebooks.com. Darren, thanks for being on iWork for him today. I really appreciate you. We'll see you in we'll see you in Dallas. I'm looking forward to it, Jeff.
You've heard from Chuck Bryant from the Pinnacle Forum. You've heard from Darren Shearer from Highbridge Books. And we got Kathy Branzell. She's been on the line the whole time as she's the national coordinator for the Love 2020 movement. You need to find out about this online. Everybody listening needs to join this because this is nothing to do with about a membership fee. This is about putting our faith into action. This is about everybody participating in the Great Commission in your workplace, whatever that may be. Love2020.com. Kathy, before we brought Darren on, we talked a little bit about prayer and how that can impact the workplace. And we talked about caring and how, what that looked like. What about sharing? What do you mean? You know, I, I love I think Darren answered this question well without even knowing that was going to be our next question. Now, when you were talking to him, uh, he said, what has Christ been doing in your life? Um, that's the bottom line for share is a, a lot of people think, oh my gosh, I have to memorize the Roman road or I have to have a track in my back pocket or I need to go through an evangelism class. But the bottom line is to begin sharing what it means to have Jesus in your life and what he's been doing in you and through you and the confidence you have, the peace you have, the comfort you have, the wisdom you have, the faith that you have. And and then as people ask questions, absolutely open scripture, but the beginning of your share time doesn't uh, mean dropping your big old Bible, you know, on onto a desk and opening it up to Romans. It begins with opening up your heart and opening up your life and saying, Here's who Jesus is, and here's what he means to me. That is so true. I tell people all the time, listen, you don't have to be a theologian. You just need to share what Christ has been doing in your life. You can eventually pull the Bible out. That's a cool thing. All right, so how many great business people, workplace believers, have already committed to being a leader in their company and putting Love 2020 Challenge into action? How many people you got started on this already? Man, I would love to know an exact number, you know, because when my when 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 uh, I heard that the goal of Love 2020 was every American, well, I'm serious about that. You know, I don't want to guesstimate, I don't want to overestimate, and so I'd love to know that. And we have dozens and dozens of great partners already, and hundreds of people in various workplaces who have committed. But I'd like to hear from your listeners. I want to hear from the I Work for Him uh, community. And so I'm going to ask you guys to email me at love2020, so the number's 2020, love2020stories at gmail.com. And help us to know how many people have joined this movement. And we'll keep sharing with them, uh, you with them every month, uh, having them on the show and spotlighting them. But we want to hear from you at Love 2020, um, love2020stories at gmail.com. All right. So then it begs the question, how do people get signed up to join the movement? So if you want to join the movement, then just contact us. Look at the love2020.com, love2020.com website. And you can also email us at join love2020 at gmail.com join love2020 at gmail.com but if you go on our website love2020.com if you click pretty much on any page if you click on read more or or any page down the side is all the different affinity spheres 
that are involved in Love 2020, and you'll see Workplace. You can click on that. You can click on my blog. You can read all of the different um, articles and resources that we have. We would just love to help equip you and encourage you Mm. to be that disciple maker in your workplace. Absolutely. Kathy Branzell, National Coordinator for the Love 2020 Movement. Thanks so much for being on iWork for him today. We will do this again very shortly, but thank you so much. And we look forward to seeing you. you in Atlanta. That's right. Looking forward to your visit.